Hi, my name is Ivanya Easley, and this is The Closet Chronicles. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion entrepreneurship journey. And today we have a special guest, E.L. Lewis. He is going to share all about his business, what he does, how he does it, and how he got started. So welcome. How are you? you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me. It feels good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for taking time. I know you're busy. So go ahead and give us you know, what you do, how you do it, and how you got started. And we want to hear the story. Yes. So uh, technically, I am a creative director and consultant. Uh, I do a lot of strategy work and a lot of branding work for luxury brands and fashion companies uh, that are either building from the ground up or need somewhat of a revamp or just need fresh talent. Uh, I got started by studying fashion merchandising at UGA, where, you know, you you really just learned about the business of fashion. It's not a design Mm -hmm. school. It's way so much more of a, like a business school, I would say. And um, from there- It's a good school. Yeah, it's a great school. It was a great opportunity, you know, a really great network. How Um, is it living in Athens? That's a sidebar though. (laughs) Athens was- I got away as much as I could. Oh, okay. See that? And that's what I thought about Athens, but I wasn't sure. But go ahead. (laughs) But no, I revisited as an adult. And, you know, it's actually, it's chill. It's very relaxed. I'll say that. But going for as a student, it's just a whole different experience, you know, with football and all that stuff. So, so yeah. So, yeah, from there, um, I moved to New York and I started to work um, in the industry under uh, certain figures and under certain design houses. Mm -hmm. I ended up working primarily under Alexander Wang, uh, doing a lot of his market. So I got a lot of his leggings. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, honestly, Alexander Wang at that time, I would say between 2007 to about 2015, 16, even 17 before he went to Balenciaga, like he was really just New York's darling. Like, you know, a lot of, he just represented that downtown model off duty, effortless cool look and it was just nice to be a part of that style dialogue in his house doing all of that and so yeah I will work market appointments where basically I would style the models to be showcased to buyers that will come from all parts of the world so that's mm-hmm. how I got my in and from there you know I now what really did you major in fashion merchandising fashion mar- so they have that and you, like you said it was more about the business aspect what made you go to new york or did you apply while you were here and then somebody wanted to hire you so then you're like let's go to new york or you went to new york and decided i'm gonna go to new york and when i get there i'll figure out how to make it happen um i would say a little of both so okay i was very much i didn't get a job here actually i had wanted to get a job under a designer here but i didn't get the job and so i was like you know what if Atlanta doesn't want me, I'll go elsewhere. That was yeah. my mentality back then. So I ended up moving to New York. And um, yeah, just um, what was, what did you say? What was the first part? Well, like once you got to New York, though, was it like, hey, you know, let me just reach out to all the favorite designers that I want to work with? Uh, like, how did you figure uh, out your job? No, so honestly, it was about, I think this is like why people say college can be good because yeah. you do get somewhat of a network. So yes. I was able to land that internship by one of my classmates. Okay, uh, great, she, great. She, yeah, she pulled out, and I was, and she gave me that spot. Um, and from there, I was just a bit more like, you know, ambitious. So I, I, mo- I interned for multiple designers, uh, but Alexander Wayne ended up being the one that I was kind of stuck to. Yeah. I also interned under another designer named Wes Gordon, okay. who's at Carolina Herrera right now. So, 
So, awesome. Yeah, so, Some good experience, luxury experience. Really great experience working internally yeah. in a fashion house. Yeah. Uh, which you can really only do that if you move to New York or if you move overseas. Yeah. Um, Where they're actually headquartered. <laughs> exactly. That was the thing about the South. They really didn't house any fashion designers here. Because I think well, all we got is Carters. <laughs> <laughs> we have Carters and we have the Mashburns and. Oh, yeah. Billy Reed is in Alabama, but there's no like. There's no you know, Ralph Lauren or any of that. Legacy brand here. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's strange. You know, I think Champions, Champions Sport was here at one point. Yeah. But yeah, we're very much known for like apparel rather yeah. than fashion. Yeah. Exactly. Agree. So, okay. So you got up there, you was doing your thing at the fashion houses. And then what happened next? Yeah, so I was doing my thing at the fashion houses, and I really wanted to take styling very seriously. Mm-hmm. And how you get your your ranking as a stylist, um, especially back at that time, was assisting other stylists. Yeah, so I that's assisted. still true to a degree. True. If true. you want to do it for like major magazines, editor, there's still the fashion closet. There's still the working with. So if you want to do it for that, now if you want to do personal styling, yeah, but. If you want to do it at that level, you still got to probably get in the door by assistant. Right. Assistant. But there's also been, you know, like La Roach never really assisted. I, I oh, yeah. He sure didn't. Which, but that know, was like, also, but he happened to partner up with a star, too. Like, if they had then become a star, it wouldn't have uh, put him in the same position. Absolutely. So, I think. By, you got to pick the right one. Because, I mean, if he had picked, I don't know, one of them other Disney kids we can't remember, then it might have been a different story. No, for sure. So that's why I think, like, with the influx of, like, social media and, like, it just changed things a bit. But, yeah, so I started to assist stylists. I ended up working for a magazine for a while. So that gave me my editorial chops. That gave me my, you know, my relationships with press. That gave me my relationships with designers. And um, I did that for a while. I was my own stylist for a long while. And I also worked as a consultant because brands, you know, I'll be working with them. Or some of my friends were starting brands. And so you just kind of come aboard, yeah. all hands on deck. And then I would say at 2019, um, a friend of mine reached out and he was like, you know what? We should start something. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to start a fashion brand. Because I just, yeah. you know, I was working in it and I just saw how much it takes. But yeah. I was like, okay, if I am going to do something, this will be the next logical step. So, yeah, and that was the start of O Studio Design, which is my technical knitwear brand based out of Atlanta. And tell us a little bit about that, because I got to see a piece when we met in person. So I'll tell the people more about uh, your line, because it's different than just traditional clothes. Right. So um, what I do is specialize in fully fashioned knitwear. That means that the, the knitwear that I design isn't your typical sweater or shirt. There's a bit more engineering that goes into the actual um, knit itself and the panels that create all of the, 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 the garment. And so I got into that because when I was working for, you know, fashion and in fashion houses, in magazines, I just always gravitated towards knits. That was my mm-hmm. favorite category of clothing. And I was like, you know what? I want to offer a male or the, you know, the men out there, something yes. that they can buy into. Something that's not so Nike. E? E, can you hear me? 
you were telling us about it. Yeah, I want a, I want a, a buy-in for men, something that they can wear casually, something that was versatile in occasion, and yes. something that was also athletic but felt elevated, you know? Yes. Like, sometimes yes. when you go out to eat, you can't wear your Nike compression shirt. Yeah. Although, yeah. some people try to do that. That's just not always, you know, it's not formal enough. So, I wanted something that could complement the body, but you can also wear in different environments, especially for men. Yes. And so... So yeah, so that was and it definitely looks like what you just described. Thank you, thank you. And I'm also a big science fiction buff. I love like you know all of these different kind of like futuristic kind of depictions of the future. So I was like, you know what? I brought all of that creativity into creating a brand and to make it very unique so that it could stand out against the next person. Yes. Okay. Cool. And um, are you going to be open to um, having it for women as well? <laughs> um, you know what? I think I will do some drops that will have more women, you know, um, centered pieces in the future, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Now, to switch gears just a little, what do you feel has been the most challenging as well as what has been your most successful um I guess, accomplishment thus far. But what do you feel first is most challenging as being, you know, a creative entrepreneur, a creative professional, and then, of course, what you feel has been uh, your most successful accomplishment thus far? Right. Um, So I would say my biggest accomplishment thus far, I think, is creating a viable product that's marketable. I love that. That fills a void. Um, yeah. You know, I I came into fashion trying to solve a problem. Yes. And I I truly believe that I was able to do that. Uh, from just this product alone, alone, I could grow and scale a business. Um, very, you know, um, in a, in a great way. Yes. Um, I love that. Time, yeah, that's my thing. I feel like that's been my successful thing. Actually, creating a product that can sell. Right. I would say the hardest part about getting to that is understanding business um especially how the fashion industry works right so a lot of times as creators we're led by the creative spirit we're led by these visions and these just these things that we just have to get out of us and we don't realize that there's so many moving parts yes and you're you're ultimately going to be a part of a uh an industry you Mm -hmm. know that's been Mm -hmm. existing for Almost, you know, I would say um, centuries. Right? Yes, exactly. Um, so, so you really have to analyze and really try to pinpoint how you're going to have a great strategy so that you can be successful, so that you can have food on the table, so that you yeah. can hire people, and that so that part. you can have, so that you can have a, you know, a, a nice life for yourself. And it, and these things aren't built overnight. Yeah. You know, like it's all about building blocks and learning from your mistakes and persevering. And if you don't have that type of mindset, then you probably. Yeah, I so totally agree. E? accomplishment was definitely being able to create a product that is that can sell, that's needed, yes. that um, being new. And be able to create that sustainable business that you've been able to do. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's funny part, that like you said, answer it that way because that's the same way I answer. I mean, everybody, of course, has different 
oh, you know, what defines your success and different definitions of success. But for me, ultimately, regardless of all the things I've accomplished or not accomplished yet, the biggest accomplishment is being able to do what I want every day for a living and get paid for it. Like, that's the biggest blessing ever, along with all the things I actually accomplish while I do it. Just being able to live life on my terms is the accomplishment and get paid for it. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. how you know you found that good balance, yeah. right? Like yeah. you need art, you need creative, and you need commerce. Yeah. It goes yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Know? Yeah, because I can't be a starving artist. I'm just, that can't. You know what? <laughs> and the thing is, I have been a starving artist. I've been have... there too. Lord knows. The times have been hard before, but I'm just, I can't do it forever. Yeah, it's, no, it, so I think it comes a point where you kind of learn. Yes yourself and you learn your output and you're able to adjust yeah um i, well, I think the smart people do that yes um there yeah. are certain people who don't necessarily like business and how it functions they are yeah. just true creatives yeah. and they want to focus yeah. on that and i think people like that should pair well you know pair with a business person yeah um, i so people, agree like if that's not your thing you need to get a partner that is business or get somebody who is going to be on your team if you don't want to make somebody a partner to be able to, because I mean, it just, if you want to have a sustainable business, you got to do the business. There's just no way around it. No, it's true. Like, let me tell you, none of this can happen without money. That and part. The people, the people that I've been in business with, I've definitely valued their input. Yeah. But it's always, it's like a, it's a marriage. It's like, you have to understand the value that both people are bringing. Yeah. Right. If yeah. someone is financially literate, you have to trust that that person is creative and they're going to have solutions and they're going to be able to create something. So it goes hand in hand. Definitely. Definitely agree. And I think, like you said, the smart ones figure that out and figure out either the step of their strength and get somebody on board that's going to help them or whatever you need to do. If you want to actually do this for a living beyond um, just something you do on the side or just to express your creativity. Exactly. I mean, because there's nothing wrong with that too, but I mean, I knew I wanted to do it for a living once the first person paid me to do it. It was like, hold up. If one person mm -hmm. paid me, will somebody else? <laughs> and let no, me figure out if I can make this a business. <laughs> no, it's true. And like the thing with fashion is that it's it's very expensive. It's yeah. a, it's it's so much capital that's required up front. Yeah. First of all, for development. Yes. First of yeah. all, for figuring out your supply chain. Yeah. That R and D ain't no joke. The development process, the sourcing process the prototyping process and then bringing it to market and then marketing the product. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's so many different components. And I don't think a lot of people who go into business realize that you're going to put a lot of money into marketing because yeah. that's how it's going to distinguish itself and have its own kind of identity amongst the ocean of other things that are out there. Right? Especially now with social media, where you're competing with thousands of other voices, as far as competing to get your voice heard, because there's so many voices out here. Yeah, you got to come correct. Yeah. It needs to look polished. It needs to look clean. It needs to look like you've been in business for yeah. 10 years, you know? Yeah. It just yeah. does. It's important. Success begets success. I learned this from a really great friend and mentor. Like, yeah. it's, you know, people like successful things. Yeah, they do. They do. And you do a really good job of that as far as the branding from what I've seen and how you put your stuff together. Um, so thank you. I applaud you and commend you. And thank you for sharing um, those two things. Um, my next question is, uh, you know what you led kind of segue into it with the mentors. How important has it been to have mentors 
And what would you say for, again, people who are wanting to either grow or scale or even get started as far as getting mentors, finding mentors, keeping mentors, et cetera? E. Advice would you give for people? who are trying to grow or scale or even get started and getting a mentor, keeping a mentor and staying connected with the mentor mm. and different type of mentors, just your yeah, suggestion th- or advice. I think a, getting a mentor requires an immense, immense amount of humility. Mm-hmm. I think you really have to try to maybe, you know, vet someone who you really, really respect <laughs> um, so that when they speak, you listen. Yeah. So that when they give you advice, you actually want to execute on it. Because if you try to do this with someone that you don't really, you're not really inspired by, yeah. you're not going to be motivated to do things. So I think it's just best to really try to, you know, find someone that you really respect and you really admire their work and yeah. then throw yeah. yourself into it. And, you know, um, I think a lot of people are discouraged because sometimes they may reach out to somebody and they may not hear from them. Like, you may send them a message, and they was like, well, I sent them a message, they didn't respond. Sometimes you have to be a bit patient and just plant that seed. Yeah. And if you are persistent enough, and if you are diligent enough, I think it will come around. And if you are really in your purpose, I think you ended up started to attract people to you that, yeah. you know, could eventually be a mentor. But you yeah. have to seize those opportunities when they come into your life. Yeah. You got to be courageous. You got to try to get that conversation and have something to say, yeah. you know, rather than trying to always wait on a person to do something. You got to be a bit proactive with these yeah. things. Now, most definitely agree because people love to be like, I sent them an email. People are busy. You might need to follow up and yeah. have that balance of not being a bugaboo, but being consistent and persistent until you get a straight note. Exactly. Like, no one, people are doing multiple things. Yeah. People think they responded to emails. Sometimes people are going through personal things. You got to yeah. give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And you do not dictate somebody's time. Yeah. You should not feel that entitled if you don't, if you don't know the person, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I would say, yeah. So go after people who you really respect and give, you know, be patient and show yeah. them humility. Love that. Love that. Uh, what is one of your favorite productivity, productivity hacks as a fashion entrepreneur? Mm. Well, I love a slow morning. I don't like to be thrown into anything. I don't yes. like to be, yes. you know, waking up, having to jump on a computer or get on the call. Like, yes. I like to get up, yes. make sure my Ease into the day. Ease into the day. Yeah. And, you know, maybe around 10 o'clock starting to have those those intense meetings. But I need my me time to center myself. Um, we are very I'll, similar in that. What is your sign? <laughs> I'm, a tour, I'm a tourist. Oh, okay. So that's May. Yeah, that's May. 
Yeah, because one of my good girlfriends is, um, I think I have a good girlfriend maybe in every sign, but one of my good girlfriends is a story. Only because that's how I, I start my day, too. I don't start working till 10, but I'm up between 7 and whatever. Just exactly. working out, praying, meditating, and just chilling yes. for a minute before it get crazy. Yes, exactly. We need that time for ourselves. If, I, if we're not good in that way, we're not going to be good for other people. Yeah. You know, so I need to make sure I'm sharp. That I've, yeah. you know, done the things I need to do for myself so that I yeah. can feel like I can show up, right? So agree. So yeah, I love that. So yeah, and then I'm usually productive, and I'm the type that like I, I work throughout the day. I may take a break. I definitely yeah. give myself time to take breaks and to rest. Yeah. I don't believe in like being always busy. Got to do yeah. stuff. Like that's not how people work all the time, you know. So and the real thing is, are you productive? Because people be busy and busy doing nothing, or just busyness that they aren't actually moving the needle forward, and they're exactly. busy. Exactly. So exactly. So I when I am productive, I'm very productive. Yeah. But then sometimes I like to rest. Yes. To just get my mind at clarity about what I need to do next. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, the clarity comes in the stillness and being yes. quiet and not all the moving, 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 doing, 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 which is, I think, <laughs> one of the, you know, what else, the pandemic wasn't great, but it did give everybody a chance to slow down and reconfigure yes. and pivot and Kind of figure out how are we moving forward because sometimes you get caught up doing all of the things that you don't even realize. Like you just get carried with the current versus really figuring out what is it I want to do and how I want to do it. Exactly. That's the key. Yeah. That's the yeah. key. I love that. I love that. And as we get ready to close, what are three movies, books, or podcasts that you would recommend? And I only say that because everybody learns different and some people don't know movies, but they know books or podcasts or whatever. So if you have some for all three, great. But if you have one of those categories, what would you recommend for someone starting or growing their business? Okay, so I would recommend Earn Your Leisure podcast. Okay. Um, well, I talked about financial literacy. I think these guys do a really great job at they do. Distil distilling information and making financial education cool and yeah. relatable. Um, Did you go to the conference? Well, I I know that conference is next month. In no, the one they had last year. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh. No, my sister I, went and said it was good. Yeah, I'm trying to get some tickets. So if you know somebody, let me know. Um, I do know somebody. I just um I ran into them at another conference. I just need to hit them back so I can get some tickets and sell. Well, so I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, boo. So yeah. So I would say that. Um, I would say read Agan's the end of fashion oh my god you're the first person i know who even knows that book really yes that is the book i always recommend i've never heard anybody else say that you are oh, seriously yeah. my spirit animal i cannot even believe you said that because nobody i know has read that doggone book and it's old i it's loved old. it though i have my copy it's like wore out and everything on my desk but i love 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 that i thought she broke that down so well Exactly. Maybe because I love business. Even though I love creativity, I love the business of creativity even more. And being exactly. able to, you know, turn this thing into money. So, oh my exactly. God, I cannot believe, you know, I seriously, I promise you, I don't know other people had to have read it, but I don't know anybody who has read that damn book. No, I don't know a lot of people that's read that book either. I don't think I even know a lot of people who even know what Terry Agins is. That part! <laughs> yes, but she's a very prolific editor journalist yes um who has really lived and worked and has relationships and understand the business of fashion she yes. says it's all about marketing you know so 
that really changed my. I'm actually gonna have to reread it. Just us talking about it, making me think about rereading again. But, me um... too. I... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then... Okay, so that was your book. Do you have a movie or podcast? Well, you said podcast or your leisure. Do you have a movie? So yeah, so a movie is Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg. Um, that really gives us a snapshot into where we're going as a society in terms mm-hmm. of what technology and how that's going to play a huge part in our lives. So mm-hmm. I would say those three different things, you get a, a understanding of me. And also it's just really great in- information for yourself. I love it. And you know what's funny is you're the first person to be able to answer the question immediately. Like everybody's like, oh, I got to think. Oh, I don't know. You had some <laughs> ready all for everything. Um, Yeah, so this book, this movie, this yeah, let me tell you. I mean, because I really live it. You know, yeah. I listen to podcasts all the time. I read all the time. Yeah. These are things that are top of mind for me. Yeah. So I love having conversations like this. I love people that I meet like yourself who actually get it. Yeah. Who actually, you know, and you know, it's it's just a lot of a lot of information out there, and everyone doesn't take the time to really try to learn that so, part. You gotta almost be like you were in college and just do the research because everybody wants stuff handed, <laughs> but it's like everything is out here if you do the research. Exactly. Exactly. You just got to do the work to find it. Now, I enjoyed this conversation. I would love to continue it um, offline outside of uh, the podcast, just in general, of us getting to know each other and building a relationship. Uh, you're good people. Uh, when I met you, you had great energy. I loved your line, um, and especially since I was wearing some in the same kind of fabrication. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And just all around talented, and I love uh, smart, talented people. That's my thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah. thank you again for taking the time to chat with us. Um, last thing, though, is anything coming up that you want to share? Of course, when we po- post this, we will tag you so you can share with your audience as well. Um, it'll go out in a couple of weeks. But is there anything coming up that you want the people to know? Um, well, you know what? Just check me out on my social media. You can find me on Instagram at el.lewis. Um, okay. My brand is called O Studio Design. You can find that on Instagram at, at o.studio.design. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And of course, we'll tag it. So if they go to your page, they'll be able to see all your information, follow, subscribe, all the things. Okay. Beautiful. Have a great rest of the week because the week is basically over. This week was so short with the holiday. Exactly. I'm like, it just started and just ended all in the same. <laughs> right. So you enjoy your weekend, okay? Thank you. And chat soon. Okay. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye.